When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me bang I do let you bang. Let me bang you, Jesus. Let you bang. 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 For your favorite mixed martial arts podcast, recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. I'm here with <laughs> Greg Romero Wilson. We got McCorkle coming. We got Don Fry coming. Why are you laughing? What's going on? No, I, mean, I don't. I love it. I, I don't know why that made me laugh. Like a brand new MMA road. Like, no, it's exciting. It's fun. I'm wearing yeah. a new hat. I'm excited to be here. It's always nice to be on a brand new MMA road. And I, you know, it's a fun show to be a part of. And I'm, I, 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 I love it, man. That's all. Uh, well, well, I love you, man. And uh, so this is, it's been a crazy week. So uh, the fights, we got to talk about the fights, obviously. Uh, we got, we got to talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, I actually found the guy that, is the insurance salesman i actually found his his intro oh yes yes the insurance salesman yes so we what have league, to what league was he fighting in which and the lfa like, and the lfa, LFA. okay yeah. lfa he's only got 25 followers on twitter so we, we got, wait, we got, wait, what does lfa stand for like legitimate fighters legacy, association legacy okay. fighting alliance alliance sure the alliance sure so, um, so I did this show on, on Saturday, right? So I had a show Saturday and it was, a it was like a private show. Jay Davis hooked me up with it. It was at this like beautiful golf course. They're like, Hey, uh, my, my friend, Rick's a fan of yours. He's turning 50. He wants to get roasted. They want you to roast him and then do your act at this thing. I'm like, okay, yeah, no problem. Pays good money. Yada, yada. So the, dude, the wife, Anytime you ask someone to roast you, someone and the wife gets you like, oh, here's some dirt on Rick. It's never dirt. It's never, <laughs> there's nothing ever funny. Right, right. So she's like, oh, he, he likes to collect baseball cards. And, you know, and he gained 100 pounds since marriage, but he's lost 90 of it, right? So I'm like, all right, we'll go with he gained 100 pounds. So I'm like, you know, Rick's a big collector. Right now he's collecting calories, you know. You know, at one point he got so fat he could titty fuck himself. Like I just kept nice. like, good like, just shitting on how fat he got. You know, basically he wanted to have a baby, so he started eating for three. You know, just kept going right. So, and it's like, and it's now this is during the fights. So I'm actually, you know, I'm watching the fights. Oh my god! I'm, I'm watching the fights on my on my, on my phone, and then I'm going to the, the thing. But my mind is like, you know. Four different directions, right? So, Sean, we're just McCorkle. Can you hear me? Uh, so, Sean just joined us. Slim McCorkle. You could tell he's uh, the weight is coming off, which is he's starting. I starting to get the jawline back, the old the McCorkle jawline, uh, and he can't figure out the sound. So, 
There he is. Wait, there it is. McCorkle's back. What's going on? So I was telling Greg, so I, I got booked Saturday night at this private gig at this beautiful country club to roast this guy. You know, it turned out he gained 100 pounds. So I was like, the, the wife gave me some info on him. And I'm like, you know, Rick, you know, Rick, he got so fat he could titty fuck himself. At like one point, he um he likes to collect things, mostly calories, so just shitting on his, his him like anyway, right? And it's going well. So then I, I, there's one lady in the corner, a couple with glasses. So I'm like, oh, where'd you guys meet? Lens crafters? The older woman goes, fuck you, right? So she gives me the middle finger. This always happens when people don't know there's a comedy show. Like anytime there's a room of people that think they're there for one thing and a comedy show breaks out. So and then I'm like, okay. I'll what did they think they were there for when you were terrorizing the guy about his weight? <laughs> it was like an intervention? Like, what? Yeah, so then I start moving on, right? So then that then Rick goes, "Oh, that's my friend. Some guy has a hat with like a like a hot blonde, like an older blonde. I, I got I called them like the Real Housewives of Oxycontin, right? There was like some older, like fifty year old women, a lot of surgery done, uh, but you know, attractive. So I, I I and then Rick goes, "Oh, that's his ex wife, right? So uh, the guy's sitting with his ex wife and now his new girlfriend, right? And so I was like, I started going making fun of her." So I go, oh, uh, to the hot blonde, I go, when's her hour up? She gets up. She goes, you're fucking disrespectful. Meanwhile, I'm, everyone else is dying laughing. Like, I'm fucking crushing, crushing. Yeah. People are, you know, applause break, applause break. She goes, give me the microphone, right? She marches fucking to me, but there's no stage or anything. And Rick's oh, next boy. to me. And she goes to grab the microphone. I know I have it behind my back now. Like, I'm playing keep away. Yeah. With the microphone, right? And she's like, you're fucking, and she's from Russia. So she's like, you're fucking disrespectful, right? And then Rick, the guy goes, this is my party. Sit the fuck down. I hired him. Get the fuck out of here, right? And now, nice. Now the whole crowd starts chanting, be a good sport. <laughs> be a good sport. <laughs> if it's one thing the Russians are known for, it's right. being a good sport. <laughs> right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, they they never cheat. They never run clinical trial. You know, have the clinic that's doping, measuring them with holes in the walls so they can put in fake test results. No, they're they're straight up and down good sports. So she storms out. She storms out of the room, right? And then I, I go to the ex-wife, and I'm like, oh man, well, hey, look, looks like you got the better deal because he's got to deal with her. He leaves too. Everyone's fucking clapping. I'm like, this is why you shouldn't do cocaine. I tried to rebound it. Then at the end, like I had to get escorted out like the back door because I was surrounded by the one woman who gave me the finger. Like this woman, Jay had to, Jay's crying. The, the booker's crying, laughing. Like he's, he's like, yeah. Are, then people are like, that was the best show ever. Oh, high five. I never laughed. But I'm like, I didn't mean for someone to, you know, try to take the microphone away. So then. Mm -hmm. So then I'm driving home watching the rest of the fights, but I got my my wife's mom with my wife, but I mean with my kid watching her. So I like knew that she was still up because she took a she took a nap in the afternoon. So I had to watch. I pulled into the driveway. I had to watch the fights in my car because I knew as soon as I went in the house, daddy's home. Like there was zero chance of me finishing that. So uh, that was my weekend. How are you, Greg? <laughs> I was great, man. I was in Vegas last week, and uh, although I was... Okay, so they have this new comedy club at the Oya, which used yeah. to be the Hooters yeah. Casino. <laughs> okay, so it's sandwiched between the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana and the Brad Garrett's at the yeah. MGM Grand. So it's like 
you're the ugly girl between the two hot girls, mm-hmm. essentially. And, yes. uh, you know, we're like, hey, I'll give you a free drink. You know, <laughs> they're like, I'll suck your dick if you want to fucking. They won't swallow. I'll fucking swallow. Like, it's yeah. so bad. And then, you know, I mean, nobody stays there to stay there. You know what I mean? You just, you stay there because I feel, and, oh, and I felt like it was a lot of foreigners yes. because, like the first cut, co- like getting on the elevator, and the first couple is uh, that I hear. It, I, I swear I hear like a German accent, right? So then we get onto the elevator together, and I press my floor, and the guy just looks at me, and goes seven, and I was like, ah! <laughs> and he, he's like seven, and I'm like, okay, seven, fucking seven. All right, I don't fucking work here, dude. I don't. I mean, I do work here, but not in this capacity. So I uh, press the seven to floor for him, and then hey, look at this, the man God prize here, and then. Uh, hey, What's up, buddy? And then there well, were some. Ten, there were. Ten there were damn phone out. Can't get it to work. <laughs> well, that's different. I was gonna say standard gun frat. So, uh, so then there were some Swedish people there, and so of course I got up on stage and I did my um, my girl with the dragon tattoo, sexual assault in Swedish, fucking joke. It's <laughs> just. I'm going to post the clip later. You guys check it out on my Instagram at Greg Romero Wilson because it's so fucking ridiculous. Because it's just the funniest language ever. And uh, even when they try and be serious, it's still all. <laughs> it does. It does. It's just no matter how, how dark or weird the subject matter is, they just make it hilarious inadvertently. So that was great. So you know what though? I powered through those shows. I got to work on my tan. I had a nice week. I took mushrooms a couple of times just to make myself feel better. <laughs> you know, I, I really was. And one day I was like, fuck it. And I just fucking ate a bunch of mushrooms. And you and went on stage while I'm mu- you went on stage while on mushrooms? No, 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 no. I was coming down by then. So I felt I felt pretty good. I, I that was the one thing I didn't want to fuck with the shows. I wanted to still have good shows. So yeah, I just that, I just would take mushrooms and walk around the strip. So it was it was fun. I made the most of it. I had a good time. Now, Don, I know we only have you for twenty minutes, so I want to get to you. Uh, we saw you. I saw a picture on Instagram. You were at the fights. Yeah, yeah, I got lucky. I went to the fights. I was in in New Jersey for um, an eighties wrestling con wrestling convention, and um, they 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 also they had set it up to where it was going to be myself. Frank Samrock and um, Enzo Gracie, but uh, the guy who originally got us put together fell out, and so they still wanted they still wanted me. They I don't know about the other two if they talked to them or not, but you know, um, but I went and had a good time. Saw some some you know old wrestlers that you know as I was fans of. Saw Dory Funk Jr. You know, um, and then shit. Now I saw you on the floor of the fight. Still, you were on the floor seats. Yeah, yeah, they, they actually gave me real seats. Yeah. What's up, people? Support for MMA Roasted is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, which are very important, especially to our people watching. Well, to everybody, really. But Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 8 million people worldwide, okay, who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, which is 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code MMAROASTED at manscaped.com. My math is correct. 
That's about 16 million balls. That's a lot of balls, people. Lots and lots of balls, okay? Listen, I've been using the Performance Package 4.0. It's a game changer, okay? I remember before I used to use scissors or I would use a razor. I've cut my balls and that is not fun, okay? I've scraped them. I, people thought I had STDs. I just had all kinds of just, just terrible things, all right? Just horrible stuff on my nuts, okay? And uh, thanks to Manscaped, it's all taken care of, okay? First of all, first off, the lawnmower 4.0, the trimmer is the future of grooming. And dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. I tried lots of ball trimmers, okay? I, I plucked them out, I, I hasn't been good, okay? But um, this trimmer is waterproof and you can say goodbye to the mess in the bathroom floor, okay? My wife comes in, she's hair everywhere. She's like, what's going on? It looked like a somebody ran over a, a Furby or something, okay? Listen, Manscaped is, is the way to go, okay? Time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code MMA Roasted. Okay, that's 20% off, free shipping. Use the code MMA Roasted at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code MMA Roasted. Unlock your confidence, okay? Let your balls out, okay? You, uh, you take home a girl for the first night or your wife or a guy, whatever you're into, they could be like, wow, this person takes care of you. You don't want stinky nuts, all right? You don't want women to pass out and just have all kind of funk down there. Not good, okay? I used to look like Ben Askren down there. Girls would be like, is that Askren? Because it would just be just lots of hair everywhere. <sighs> yeah, it was like it was like Chase Hooper down on my nutsack. Not good, okay? Unlock your confidence. Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Check it out. Now, okay, let's talk about the fight because the main the main the main event. I don't even yeah. know who won. I don't even I still don't know who won that fight because when I watched it. I thought that I gave definitely Henry round two and round five. Round one, I gave to Aljamain. And uh, three and four, I thought were close. I mean, very, very close. Uh, I don't... I think that Henry Cejudo, looking back, he had that guy in the front headlock so many times. And look, yeah. I'm no jiu-jitsu expert, but... There had to have been a choke there, a front choke, or a, a, a guillotine, or a circle the back, or grab the back. It just seemed like he he was so willing to let him up and, and go back on the feet, but he wasn't winning really the striking or dominating. And uh, it, one judge gave Aljamain round five, which was fucking insane. That, that, that was the one clear, clear round. Right, right. Um, what did you think, Don? I don't what you think. I think uh, Henry shit the bed. You know, um, he needs to get he needs to get new trainers and a new team, obviously, because that wasn't a, wasn't the case of the fighter. It was a case of having nothing but yes men surround you. You know. Oh, and, interesting. And uh, you know they didn't push him. Obviously, they didn't push him, make his make him work his ass off. You know, to be the world champion. I mean, it happened before, but they all got comfortable. You know, hey, you're great, you're great, you're great. You know, you don't have to do this. You don't have, no, you gotta fucking learn every time. You know, especially when, especially when you you've lost the last time and you're trying to come through. You know, you you, you gotta change the game, man. So, what do you think? 
I've never understood. Henry looked a little tired to me, but I've, I'm always amazed right. at these guys, man, that aren't tired during the fight, but then they don't swing or punch or kick or do anything. I'm like, what are you in there for? Like, if you're not That's tired, it. like, if they just circle. I'm like, dude, if any time I was fighting, while I wasn't tired, I was fighting. You know, if I was trying right. to run, it's one thing, but you see these guys aren't even breathing heavy and they're not doing anything. And I'm like, why are you just standing there? Like, if you, you know, like... If, activity alone sometimes when you're around even if you're not landing anything significant just being aggressive but um i thought henry chased him a lot but then didn't uh didn't finish it with anything once he caught it you know once he caught up to him and yep. he back off and it just uh unless he was tired i didn't understand i thought he won still uh barely but i, I don't understand why he didn't why he wasn't more aggressive if he wasn't tired i don't understand greg oh hell i mean um Al was actually competing with him in wrestling how the fuck does that happen well he did have yeah. about 20 pounds on him he looked a lot bigger a lot bigger that reach did mean something when it came to using the hands i mean for me i i think it came down to a couple things number one i again i was saying you don't just walk right back in after three years into a championship match he should have had a different fight first to warm up because what was clear was that what he's been working on and coaching mostly has been his wrestling because when it came to using his hands he didn't use them and what it became it became a matter of whether or not you were going to judge the round on top control of controlling the guy which he he won most of the rounds in terms of controlling the guy versus, you know, using the hands and, and getting some strikes on the guy, which Aljamain was the only one throwing any punches, even though it wasn't even a tremendous volume of punches. He was the only one throwing any punches. So it became a thing of like, what do you judge us on? The guy that threw some punches or the guy that just controlled him for two and a half minutes and didn't do anything with it. So I think well, it looked, like, looked, like, looked like once again, Henry was worried about messing up his fucking hair, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was at one point where he did fix his hair and got punched. What's crazy was the crowd all was rooting for Henry. They like the crowd was like Henry, and it was in Aljamain's backyard. But I think someone wrote on Twitter, it looks like uh, a fifth grader fighting a high schooler. <laughs> and I'm yeah, it yeah. <laughs> actually is pretty on the money. But whatever <laughs> the point is, the point is, and the the astounding thing was that the fifth grader went once he got his hands on him would drag him to the ground. It would be all over him, and you were like, "Look at him go!" But then he wouldn't—he wouldn't find a way to finish, and there was no ground and pound. He would just be on him, controlling him, doing nothing with it, and, and, and taking punches while he was down there. At, at the end of the day, he just—he j- forgot to use his hands. He just—he hadn't been in there in three fucking years, and you could tell the one thing he hadn't gotten back into his game was his hands, was his punching, was his striking. I felt bad because there's, there's a video of Henry now watching watching the fights with his wife and his wife's like, you should have done this. You should have done that. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything more annoying. Okay. I sat behind his fucking wife. Okay. And she was, oh, she was in there. Yeah. She sat there yelling, get your chin up, get your chin up. And the same, I'm yelling, put your chin down, put your fucking chin down. You know, why? That's advice. That's the best advice she's got. Leave her ass at home, man. You don't. I mean, he walks around with his chin up high. It's the dumbest thing in the world. That's how you get knocked on your ass. No, I got no, his wife's very beautiful. I like Henry and his wife. I'm just saying, uh, the last thing I would want to do with my wife is like if I bomb on stage, is watch the tape with her. I mean, let her tell you what you. I don't know. Right. I was in there. Like, you know. Here's why I didn't laugh. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
Um, now Henry is now in a fight with uh, Conor McGregor. I so I guess Conor. No, after the fight, you're off the couch. Tom, we can still hear you. Yeah, I gotta go. All right, take care, brother. Bye bye. See you, Bye bye, guys. So turn off the phone. Still there, still got fooled on. Right. Yeah, still, still. I love it. I think he just went to a local saloon. I was going to say, how fitting is it there were some sort of antlers behind Don? Where he to with it. <laughs> totally like, I had like belt buckles and fucking, you know, horse saddles and shit. And fucking, God damn it. He is such he a the local thing. trading post and lost signal. Exactly. He's so goddamn authentic. <laughs> it's unreal. It's like 1230 on a Monday, a Tuesday right now, by the yeah. way. Yeah. You got to go in there. You got to go in there and trade for some feed. I gotta get some feed for, for, for the dog and the horse and then come back and then I gotta battle a badger. And <laughs> oh, God. So so we got Henry, by the way. So he's in a fight with McGregor. So right afterwards, McGregor was mocking Henry, calling him, oh, the big mastermind because he makes these videos of like, oh, please tell me your your ways. And, he, and so he kind of shit all over Henry. But, and he said, uh, so then Henry came back with some funny stuff. I don't know where he gets it from, Henry, but he uh, he really has funny, <laughs> he really has some funny things to say to Connor. He said uh, the only uh, the only cardio McGregor has been doing these days is running from USADA. That's a good line. It seems like uh, somebody. I, where do you? I've never heard anything like it. <laughs> no one's ever reminds heard. me of someone. Yeah, it's it's vaguely familiar, but highly original at the same time. And, and then and then he says, uh, so then Henry goes uh, to, to, to Connor, which I thought was a really good line. I, he seems to really be stepping it up with his uh, with his comedy. Uh, he said, uh, what did he say? He said, I have to read it. So that's what's wrong with his fight. <laughs> <laughs> He's been really, really been focusing on that comedy. That, uh... He goes, hey, Connor, your grappling is so bad. You can't even submit a clean urine sample. I've seen more intimidating men on a can of Bud Light. <laughs> oh, I like that one. That's a current. <laughs> yeah, whoever wrote that, man. I mean, obviously it was Henry, obviously. Uh, but he did a good job. I just wish that uh, I, I would have looked at the, uh, I like fucked up on the grammar. I mean, I mean, Henry fucked up on the grammar a little bit. Uh, I, I wish I would have read because. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So basically here's, here's Connor's um, after Henry. Here's Connor's uh, analysis of what he thinks Henry should have done. So he writes, uh, hold on. He goes, can you guys see? Oh my God. Couldn't believe what I'm seeing. I see we're here like this, right? And we're doing this. So we're doing this really well, yeah? If you'd have just done it this way, man, you're a clean shot, bro. <laughs> man, kind of a good. So how much, I mean, how much blow, Greg? I mean, I, I've heard that you you know about people do, doing blow and stuff before. Uh, mm. How much How much blow is, is uh, Connor doing, you think? Enough to lose all ability to dress yourself. <laughs> sure. <laughs> He uh, he looks he looks like one of those stores on Melrose just exploded onto his body. <laughs> oh man! I mean, like, 
I've never like it's first of all, I never try to kick someone when like when, when like they're down. That's just not I, I never fuck people when like they lose. Unless they lose in a way that's so ridiculous where like they got like a like how Bob Sapp used to lose, where he would tap to a double leg, where you're like, okay, this is getting you know ridiculous. But you know, but I do understand where Connor's coming from because Henry does make these videos, but Henry's videos are very good. He actually knows what he's talking about, and you know, fair play. I don't I don't think they're gonna fight. Connor if it's one thing we've learned about Conor McGregor is that he just can't stand anyone else getting more attention than him. So the second, so you know he was waiting to, he probably shot that before the fight was even over. He probably saw that in the first round and was like, I got it. I know what I want to shoot. Roll the camera. There we go. And he would just wait. I mean, he can't let anyone have the spotlight for a second without him just, don't forget I'm Conor McGregor and I'm still here. I don't fight. I do sell whiskey and I like to interject and make it all about me. I mean, that's just what he does. So I got I to ask you, by the way. So uh, so now Henry said uh, this is far from over and he wants to fight Marab. Um, which is a tough fight for him, but I think it's a better fight for him because Marab and Henry are pretty much similar size. Like they're both, you know, like he's not gonna ha- he's not gonna have a twelve inch reach advantage on uh, on Zahudo. Both cardio machines. Uh, Henry Henry is great at cardio. He's not he's not taking a three year layoff. Uh, Marab's hungrier, younger, um, less damage, less mileage. Uh, but it's a good fight because I think if they do. Because obviously you saw what happened with Sean O'Malley. I don't know if you saw. O'Malley entered the octagon, took off his jacket. He had like a Michael Jackson red jacket. Handed it oh, by yeah. accident. He handed it to Marab by accident. Marab put it on, which was even funnier. So he's wearing it. And they face off. And the crazy part is that um, O'Malley's taller than Aljamain. So as yeah. big as Aljamain was to Henry, O'Malley... is actually towers over Aljamain, which is crazy that but they may fight a 135. Because that's... I mean, he must, but I think that's a good fight. I think that, uh, look, if O'Malley lands the shots on Aljamain that Henry landed, they're going to do a lot more damage. Oh, O'Malley's got a lot of more power than Henry Cejudo. Um, but he doesn't have to worry about wrestling at all. O'Malley is good at jiu-jitsu. People don't realize he's a very good grappler. I, I, I watched him in one of those, like, I don't know, I, f- I forgot what they were. It was like Metamoris or something when they were doing those things. And O'Malley actually held his own. He, he submitted somebody that was really good and then lost, I think, Hector Lombard, who had like 100 pounds on him. But I think it's a good fight. Sean, what are your thoughts? I, I was interested to find out. I don't know if you guys heard this, but the minute uh, O'Malley took off his jacket right after the fight, uh, the Las Vegas uh, police issued an Amber Alert for his upper body muscles because they were missing. Like, how do you, how in the world do you take your shirt off for a face off like that, looking like skinny fat? Like, the, like, there's not an ounce of muscle on that dude to be seen anywhere. And he's wearing a jacket that you take off and stand there. Like, dude, I, keep your shirt on. Like, at least if you're going to, like, if, if you're Tupac and you're so skinny that it looks like you might have muscles, then I can see it. But like, he's, I've never seen anybody so skinny without an ounce of muscle definition. It's crazy. I got to be honest, keep your shirt on is the number one note I've received in most (laughs) pools in Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) And and here's the thing, though, and that's the thing about O'Malley. You're saying, like, he's he's even taller. It's like, yeah, but he's legitimately a skinny motherfucker. 
Like he's, he's one power, of those tall, skinny guys. But he's right. got power. When he, when he, yeah, when he trains up, he tight, he tones up, and he, he has power. But uh, but that's how because he's a, he's a super super skinny guy. You know, he's one of those tall skinny dudes. Whereas you know, I mean, the muscle that that Aljo has is is I mean, he it's impressive. I mean, again, you do wonder how he got down to one thirty five and then shows up for that fight built that way because he looked like he was fighting at least it. 165. I mean, he was, he looked huge. But that's a pretty smart thing because Henry's got to figure look, Marab's not going to fight Aljo, and Marab would probably be, be less next in line for the title. So Marab beats O'Malley. He beats Marab. He's next in line for Aljo. That's probably the quickest way to get to the title shot again. Um, but it's probably the way he should have started. Again, he shouldn't have jumped right in there in a championship fight, three-year layoff. He almost I, won. Fact, someone he almost even, won, though. It was a split decision. It doesn't matter. He would have won if he had had a warm-up fight first where he remembered to fucking get his hands involved again. And his you chin know? up. His chin was yeah, his, up That's what I'm saying. Like, he was making all the – again, after – he won't make these same mistakes the next time. He needed – he should have had a warm-up fight. Even someone uh, uh, high up as Marab, I think, might have been too high. Someone a little further down the division just to come back, warm it up, get back into fight condition. You know, again, the difference between coaching and being around for three years versus being in there and actively fighting is a world of difference. And I think we saw that difference because that is a fight – that if he'd been in a little bit more fight condition, yeah. you know, he absolutely would have won. I'll tell you though, I was laughing pretty hard when DC was like, he made a he played a video that Henry goes, and Henry was calling him like Denzel, Denzel Sterling, and he called him Al Justine. And DC yeah. was like, where does he get this from? He goes, <laughs> he's the most annoying guy. He goes, he's calling him Denzel Sterling. And then and then Al Justine goes, what does that even mean? And I, I'm <laughs> I'm crying laughing because these are all the things that I told them. To say. <laughs> <laughs> and they got, they, they, uh, they're calling him the king of cringe. Oh yeah. They always call that. Yeah. 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 Now uh, I was impressed though. I got to say, man, I was impressed. You called that Al Jermaine could wrestle with Henry Cejudo. And I thought you were going to be way off on that. And yeah. he really did. He, he, he didn't out wrestling, but he held in there with him as well as anybody ever has. Like he, he was, uh, he actually took him down what once I think or twice. And, uh, oh, he hung in there, man. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I gotta say, by the way, speaking of wrestling, I need your advice on this. Which, so I help run this wrestling uh, club. I actually, my 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 friend opened this wrestling club, and I, you know, but it's a lot of the kids that I coach during the year that go there, and it's it's good. It's all good. It's all positive. So my my friend calls me and says, "Hey, man, there's this guy that like showed up. He used to wrestle for Indiana. He was like the captain of the team, all American. He came. He showed some moves. This guy's amazing. Like he's amazing. He wants to help out. Well, what does he do for? Oh, he he does like construction work and has a business. I go, this sounds awesome. We need someone like that. How fucking great is this? He goes, I'm a little concerned though. It calls me back. If you look at his uh, Instagram, there's he's in like a speedo or so a couple a couple pictures of him." So I'm like, well, what's his Instagram? So I looked at Instagram and he's like at the gay porn awards and he's oh. like, like all kinds of stuff. Like, but that doesn't yeah. necessarily, I mean, you well, know, no. I, I but it's name. still not, yeah, it's still not I, something you necessarily, no, I Google you know. his name. He's a full on gay porn star. Like, I mean, hundreds of gay porn videos. Like, uh, and, and yeah, I, you did he win any of the awards though? Yeah. need to know what scenes he won. Is he a world champion gay porn actor? Because, you know, it's hard to turn down pedigree. 
So I told my buddy, I'm like, listen, we got, we have kids, you know, like we, I can't. We, yeah, like, you can't. You, you can't, got seven no. year olds, you got nine year olds, you got 11. I mean, I thought it was one thing if you see him in a speedo, you're like, okay, even if he's a gay guy, okay, but if he's a gay porn angry. Yeah, I think we, that, we've definitely crossed the boundary there. I don't think you Right. I mean, yeah. no, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's probably really good at top and bottom, you know, positions and, you know. Uh, sure, exactly. All the, <laughs> all the super gay stuff. Why, why are you and, telling me to you know, check his oil on every reversal? I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> Blum, Blumkins, like all the good stuff, I'm sure, whatever. He's probably amazing at. Um, <laughs> Why is he always? How come every move ends with an oil jack? That's so brilliant. <laughs> so I told my buddy, I how come we're always starting north south? Starting north south. I told my buddy, I said, listen, you know, when you look, when you become a gay porn star, there's just certain jobs you're you can't, uh, you know, coaching little kids wrestling is just off the list. You know, I, I just, you, you can't, I can't in my, if I didn't know about it, it just, oh my God, it just, it happened, you know, but they do background. However, checks. being a Catholic youth minister, still very much on the list. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is the guy knows fucking great stuff. Like he's a great wrestler and, and he knows. This he does. And yeah, he, I was going to say, well, he's never stopped. I mean, you know, he, he's kept the training going. It sounds like, like he knows his stuff. Like he's really good. Like he he, he could help the top kids control. Out a lot. Do you want to say top control? He could help the kids out a lot for real. Like he actually knows, but at the same time, I just can't knowing. I mean, do do we check with the parents? Hey, just so you know, this guy's don't top. don't no. don't check with the parents. <laughs> check out some of his work and let me know what you think if he should be yeah. Google his name and just let me know if you'd like him grappling with your child. <laughs> no, 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 no. There are boundaries. That's it. So you know what's but, funny, man? You guys being out from LA, it's so different than Indiana. Like uh, I went and did Adam's podcast in LA one time. It was a long time ago, man, years ago. And I get there and he's telling me who each person is. Uh, one of them was Elias Theodoro and oh, yeah, one, I remember that somebody one. else. And he's like, oh, this girl, um, she used to be in porn. She once inserted something 29 inches into her butthole and um, won this contest. Like, and I'm sitting there thinking it's a joke. And I realize he's serious. And that is her qualification <laughs> is that she put the longest dildo ever or accepted the longest dildo ever. And I had to sit right next to her. And the whole time, I just kept thinking how painful that must have been to like 29 inches into your butthole. Like, I can't even like. Dude, I watched a fucking black on blonde double penetration porn because I was, you know, because it was late and I just I was getting weird. Is it alone in Vegas? I'm like, what the this? And I mean, oh my god! So the, the these two giant dongs are deeping this girl, and I'm like, wow, she's really taking this thing, right? And then one of them pulled out of her butthole. And her butthole looked like she was about to just shit ground beef. And I was like, I was like, ah! <laughs> I mean, I was not masturbating to this. I was literally just grossed the fuck out. And yeah, I, I, I was like, I I was just like okay, time. I've seen enough. Click, stop, 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 stop. I had to fucking go downstairs, play some blackjack for a few minutes and come back. I met a girl one time on on set when I was uh, doing the uh, warm up for the the night calls. I was a warm up comedian. That's right, right. And uh, this girl told me she she did the the oldest gangbang ever. Like like the it was a bunch of like eighty year olds that were online that have sex with her. <laughs> 
And oh. her agent told her, uh, she goes, yeah, my agent said I can do old people or dead people. And then someone was like, I think it's time for a new agent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I saw that one. Wasn't it called 80 for Brady? I <laughs> the best is old people are dead people. So we're either shooting tomorrow or next uh, month. It's the same cast. It's whether or not you get them now or in a month. But you guys think right. I made the right call, Greg Sean, with the, the gay porn star, right? We can't I can't have that. Yes, yeah. yes. No, come man. on. I mean, listen, I you know, I'm all for giving everybody judging them, but that's you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So the answer to that was I'm all for judging, for giving. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, listen, I try to be as open minded as an ex person. I really do. But I mean, there are certain things you're not, you can't gay yeah, porn yeah. star wrestling contact. <laughs> uh, the, 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 nah, you can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. And not porn star, I don't think. You know, if that's what they're known for, I don't think you'd be like, whether gay or straight, even as a straight guy, and he's a porn star. You know, you can't let him wrestle with children. The no, I know. Not- and the, the guy was upset because the guy was saying he can get all kinds of donors. Uh, the, the gay guy had all kinds Sperm of donors. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> he can get all kinds of donations. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, I'd love to see those donors. A bunch of guys. Now that's your 80 bukkake. <laughs> I brought the donors, guys. You know, they just lined up on the bleachers like that's ready to do it. On the on the back of the thing, it's like mapmen.com or like the back, yeah. of, the back of the uniforms. It's like yeah. anal hoop. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, back in the day on the underground. I don't know if you guys are were ever on the underground forums with the uh with the MMA. That's where it started on mixedmartialarts.com. They had something called mattbattle.com and they would always trick everybody with the link. Like, check out this fight, Henzo Gracie's first ever fight. It would be linked to mattbattle.com. And every time you go there, it was a, it was gay guys doing jujitsu, like naked, like wrestling each other or whatever. But everyone would fall for it over and over again because it sounds like a legit, you know what I mean, like site. So I even fell for it probably like 17 or 18 times. No, not that many times, but like, yeah, I really would. Like, I would, I would trick it would be the most, the best title ever. Like Mark Kerr and Mark Coleman fight backstage. I was like, did they really? And I click on it and it's two gay guys. Like, <laughs> each other. like damn, it got me again. Like every time. Yeah, we, well, we I'm not going to finish it. So we have a what you didn't realize was that one of those guys was named Matt. We have a mutual friend uh, who, for some reason, like every time he goes to a city, like he's a he's a closeted gay guy, right? Which which sucks. That's That sucks that you have to be that. But every time you go to a city, he's like, Funny story. I was in a bar last night. Turns out it was a gay bar. But like, right. like every like, dude, like he just he just accidentally finds the gay bar in every town. It just keeps happening. <laughs> like twenty seven cities in a row. <laughs> uh, and he's a, like, he's always oh, scared that someone saw him there. So he's like, "You're not going to believe this." In case any of your friends said they saw me or anybody you know, like I go last night. You know, ends up I'm in a gay bar. I'm there two hours. No idea in a gay bar. <laughs> So if anybody says I was there, that's why. Like, okay. <laughs> the rainbow. All I did was put in the Google Maps cocktails. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> just, just that one space I think I'm, spe- I think I'm spelling tail wrong. I'm spelling tail wrong. I think that's the problem. <laughs> What's up, people? You got to make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. Because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 
back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's pretty awesome. I'd probably bet on Golden State right now because the Lakers looked terrible in their last game, but you never know. You never know. I don't know. You can't bet against Curry, or I can't. Listen, they got great promotions every day. It's a safe and secure app, and you get paid instantly. And there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Not number two, not number three, number one. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NBA, okay? It's 21 and older in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawal bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com forward slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. You have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 55342 in Arizona or 1-888-789-777, okay? Or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-552-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP-GAMBLING-HELPLINE-MA.ORG, or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK, or text hope new york uh, in New York, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Thank you. Check it out. I got to talk to you about HelloFresh. First of all, what is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get fresh farmed, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You got to skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Number one. All right. You can make mealtime easy with delicious recipes made with fresh, wholesome ingredients delivered to your door. No lines, no hassle, no gas, all the other stuff that you get to get there. No, just great tasting meals you can whip up and enjoy in the comfort of home. Sounds good to me. HelloFresh has 40 weekly recipes to choose from for all meal occasions, lifestyles, and preferences. Okay. Take your pick from meals like soy glazed salmon with rice or mushroom and chive risotto. That sounds delicious. I'm in. Now, me and my wife, we've been doing home-cooked HelloFresh, and it has been delicious. Delicious, okay? It saves us time. It saves us money. We're in. So just go to HelloFresh.com slash Roasted60. Use the code Roasted60 for 60% off plus free shipping, Okay. HelloFresh.com slash Roasted60, all right? HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Go check it out. All right, so Gilbert Burns, uh, Bilal Muhammad. Um, man, this fight, I would have liked to have seen this fight when Gilbert had two arms. You know, the, the guy yeah. halfway at the, the second round, he's like, they're like, the, the corner was like, was all being cryptic. 
Like, oh no, we know what's going to happen. Like, like, don't talk about that. It was the weirdest thing. And the guy's shoulder blew out. Luckily for him, it was, it was the left and he's a righty or whatever. It was the opposite of his power hand. But, um, look, Bilal did everything he had to do. The, the crowds are idiots for booing him. You try getting out Gilbert Burns. I mean, I think one guy's ever done it, Dan Hooker, in his life. He's a hard guy to put away, even with one arm. Like, the fuck do they want from this guy? Yeah, I just kind of, I, I hate this. Look, one, there are fights that you should boo, but that wasn't one of them. Well, they booed Aljo, too. Even Aljo got up there and apologized. I'm like, why are you apologizing for winning? Yeah. Fuck these people. They're I'm like, you, I, I'm from here, motherfucker. Yeah. Why are you hearing this motherfucker? It was weird. They kept doing that. It, 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 fucking Jersey. Fucking Jersey. Because they're used to the Jets fucking playing. Yeah, they're, they're, exactly. That's their only sound they're used to making. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. we're winning all right no, i don't By the know way, any other sounds on, on a side note football how's that quarter how's aaron Rodgers gonna be is, is, is he still good i mean yeah he's still good i mean the fact of the matter is the jets are still the jets i mean there's some organizations that no matter what you give them they just find a way to fuck it up now i i don't know if that's going to be the case here but i mean when you look at the browns when you look at the jets you, look, you know they're just some the texas they're just certain organizations that find a way to lose yeah. And so I think at the end of the day, no matter how good they look on paper, they're still going to be the fucking J-E-T-S Jets. Yeah. Sean, what were you saying about the fight? Oh, I was going to say there was a couple of things that were really surprising to me about that fight that were awesome. One, I love that Henry Hooft, when he when he told him his shoulder was shot, Henry Hooft's idea was just use your right hand. Like that cracked me up. He goes, well, just use your right hand then. And um, like, it, like it was great coaching, but um, – Henry Hook is awesome, man. He said, "If uh, you guys know who that is, right? This coach, yeah, yeah, yeah. coach. Yeah. He said he switches his stance every time before he throws that left kick. And I watched from that point on. Every time he threw that kick, he switched his stance right before it was every time. And I was like, "Damn, that's pretty impressive that Henry Hook noticed that because I didn't notice it yeah. at all. But it was like every time he switches his stance, he throws that left kick like immediately." And then uh, I loved when he tried to, like you were saying, he needed to turn heel. And at the end, when he was like, listen, guys, uh, New Jersey's not very good. Like, he tried to, like, <laughs> I don't like this place. This place stinks. Like, he, he tried to, like, he tried to turn heel and it did not work at all. Yeah, man. He's great. Just, I mean, he, it's like, it's like, you know, Dana, the well, white, again, but, because of the way, is that Bilal Muhammad? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah, he tried well, to, he tried to turn heel, but he was too nice. He was like, I don't like New Jersey, by the way, guys. Exactly. It's the way he speaks. It's so formal. He's just like, yeah, by the way, guys, uh, don't like it. Uh, not a, not a fan. Like he's just, it's so weird hearing that voice come out of his head. He's a nice guy. He's a really he nice is. guy. He just, he's this WWE WME UFC era is just bad for guys that don't have strong personalities. Unless you're from a, a country where like, you're the one guy, you're the one guy from Ireland or you're the one guy from wherever it, it, they just don't, they don't, it doesn't matter. It's like you have to be a flat earther to get, to get fucking people to notice you or something. Or you know, it was funny. Uh, Joe Silva told me one time, if I was at least as good a fighter as Czech Congo, I would be the biggest star in the UFC. And I was like flattered and hurt at the same time because Czech Congo wasn't very good. <laughs> I was that's gonna what, say, I was like, that's what wow, Joe Silva told me. He goes, I swear, he goes, you know, it's a shame is if you were as good as, as Czech Congo, who was a mid-level heavyweight, he goes, if you were at least that good, you would be one of the biggest stars in the entire UFC with your personality. 
he said, you just got to get better at fighting. And I was like, thanks, Joe, I think. Like, it kind of hurt my feelings at the same time. So No, if, if you're like a guy like Sean Brady or even that other guy that was a great wrestler with, with a guy that Kevin Lee knocked out that was like, but what was the name? You know, I'm talking about the guy that was uh, national champion, Jer- the one who beat Vince. I mean, that's the whole point. They don't, unless you sell, now it's about selling tickets. It's always been about selling tickets. I knew the second that WME got involved, this shit was going to, it was going to go to pot. And that's how we, that we wind up with too many fights, too many events, you know, nobody getting a chance to hold on to their title for very long. Nobody getting enough time before, between the defenses, nobody getting a chance to be built up. Everyone getting thrown into the fire too soon. You know, it's just, it all because they're just milking the fuck out of it. But I'll tell you what. How about more than 60 sponsors on the cage? I counted 60 separate sponsors on the cage the other night. Literally, yeah. if you the, – the outside of the octagon, you had one at each corner, so that's nine. Inside, immediately, you had one at each pole. That's nine. One on each pole. That's nine. You know what I mean? That's 27. One on the outside of that. Like, I counted. I was like, there are over 63, I think, sponsors – it had to be divisible by nine, whatever it was, because of the poll. Yeah. You can't wear them on your shorts. Sponsors. You can't wear them on your shorts, though. Or, or, yeah, no, it's too distracting. When it's on the shorts, it's distracting, they said, and it's an eyesore. But the 63 on the cage are no problem. They even had sponsors that were changing on the cage. They had some kind of video thing. So sponsors were changing between rounds in spots on the outside of the cage. I was like, dude, this is – they found a way to even do more, like, sponsors. Yeah. Like it's, so, they're going to have it before long. They're going to have guys painted up, like, all over their bodies with – you know, like sponsors, or they're going to digitally do it where they have sponsors on their back or chest while they're fighting. It's and they don't get a dime of the money. No, they're opinion. essentially going to have to change their nicknames to sponsors, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Lay down, down, play down, play down, exactly. Nate Goodyear Tires Diaz. That's actually dude, it's ridiculous. Yeah, now, uh, somebody that has not evolved, Chrome Gracie. I don't know if you watched this fight, I don't understand, like. Chrome Gracie, my opinion, beyond talented jiu-jitsu, loves jiu-jitsu, and feels the need, this burden, to carry on the Gracie tradition to show that jiu-jitsu is not only the most dominant art form, but the only art form you need in this octagon. And I've never seen, oh, I have seen, I mean, it was crazy. It was like a time capsule. Where what, it was like putting Hoyce Gracie out there in UFC 1, but putting him out now. Uh, he had... His coaches did not tell him, like, hey, man, we got to work on striking. We got we got the grappling. We can't pull guard every five minutes. Uh, butt scooting isn't the way to do it. What's going on? Sean, talk to me. The, dude, jiu-jitsu is the only martial art you need, and it is the most dominant, as long as the other guy doesn't know jiu-jitsu. Like, that's the thing. If he has no <laughs> idea what jiu-jitsu is, then you can choke him out and submit him easy. But if he knows what it is and has any experience at all in a fight, all you need is a purple belt and you're good. You're not going to get submitted, you know? But um, it was it was embarrassing to me watching. I felt bad for him. I know he's got to live up to his dad's, you know, standard that he set and all that. But that, that butt scooting thing, man, I thought, man, if I was him, the three years I was off, maybe just practice a double leg a thousand times a day, every day, or a single. All you need is one or two takedowns. Like the the pulling guard is ridiculous, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't always work. But if 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 they can teach college kids double and single legs, surely you can teach an already amazing grappler how to take someone down. You know what I mean? Like if that's all you go, he doesn't even need necessarily to be able to box if he could just have a good takedown. You know what I mean? Like just one yeah. or two 
decent takedowns, but you can't have only jujitsu. It doesn't work that way. I don't think he gives a fuck. I think he's so just not interested. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing here. My last name's Gracie. They're paying me. I just want to do jujitsu. I don't want to learn this other shit. Like even his picture on the website looks fucking does it even his picture on the website like, like I'm I, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Like it, it's unreal. He doesn't seem to want to be there at all. And I don't think he should oh. ever come back. I think they should uh, I know his last name's Gracie and they put him on the main card because of that, but he absolutely doesn't deserve to be there. And he clearly doesn't want to be there. Yeah. And when you think about how much these other guys want to be there, it's it's an insult to the sport. It's crazy. You know, I asked uh, I asked Eddie Bravo one time. He never liked me because I said I used to post online. I said like a new uh, Eddie Bravo highlight film. I would post Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC dancing because they look just like each other. And so I didn't know him at the time. This was before I was in the UFC and he got real mad at me. Um, and then I tried to set up a private lesson with him. And my only goal was to film it and submit him. Cause I was like 200 pounds heavier than him. So I knew I would beat him, you know, um, and he wouldn't do it. That's before I was known at all too, before I was in the UFC. But I asked him one time, you take so much shit for fighting. Why don't you just fight one or two times? win and then they don't have to say oh well it wouldn't work in a fight and he actually answered me dm and said because i don't want to fight i don't like getting punched i just like jujitsu and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that you know what i mean like yeah. there's nothing wrong with not wanting to get punched and not wanting to fight like if you just want to learn jujitsu just because like just because you ski doesn't mean you have to shoot the rifle at the end of that olympic no. sport <laughs> that, you know like or whatever they have where what you is do that biathlon yeah you don't have to yeah just because you run it doesn't mean you have to do the one where you swim too you know like you can just you can yeah. just do the one if you, that's what you like, you know? I think that's the problem. Even like with Ben Askren, because I was like, hey, Askren, you're watching a tank fight? He goes, I don't watch boxing. I, I I think that like guys are just really good at one sport and it translates to MMA, but they don't right. necessarily like MMA. You know, they're just- Well, really and it's like the reverse of the, the, you know, the MMA guys trying to do bare knuckle and all they're trying to do is turn off their programming. Like, okay, this is where I grapple. This is where yeah. I, you know, this is where I got a single leg. This is where I shoot the, you know, shoot for a double. You know, they have to turn off all that fucking training and so instead of thinking about throwing their hands all they're thinking about is what they can't do right now yeah no 100 so reverse the, the drew dober frivola fight look i think that fight was stopped early i think it's it's hard because you don't want to have different standards for different guys like you don't want to say okay i'm going to stop it late for this guy and not for this guy but there are some guys out there that you literally have to kill and they're always in a fight and it does seem like Drew Dober is like one of those guys. I that sounds like you just contradicted yourself. <laughs> I, I did. Like, yeah, like listen, you don't want to have different rules for you don't have guys, rules. But you There's, should have different rules for some guys. You think do you think that's what oh, you right. said? I, I, here's my question then. Do you think that it should be always the same or certain guys are more consistent it should just be consistent and the fact of the matter is is he was basically knocked out on his feet woke up when he hit the ground and was getting rained down blows on him by frivola and the ref did the right thing by saving him additional damage his face showed it his brain showed it his eyes showed it i don't give the fuck who the fuck he is he was out for a second no the, the he was get he the ref saved him that was a fine stoppage sean I think from an entertainment standpoint, like it's funner to like guys like Nate Diaz, you know, he's going to take a beating if he's fighting a better guy, but he's always in the fight, you know, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but I do think there needs to be a limit. Like, I mean, if you look at you guys, remember the uh, Pat Barry, Chet Congo fight. This right. whole thing's going to be about Chet Congo today. Um, no, the Pat Barry, Chet Congo <laughs> fight. They should have stopped that four separate times. And then Congo comes back and wins. But at the same time, you got to wonder how much, how many times is that not going to happen? And a guy's going to take all that extra. If it happens one out of 10 times, you got nine out of 10 where a guy took severe yeah. extra yeah. damage. So I think there's a few guys that you... There's a guy named John Ivey that I talked about before. He's had 200 fights. His whole thing was let you beat him up until you get tired, and then he would win fights. So he would he would just, like, curl up, and guys would beat the brakes off of him. I hit him. I think our strike count was 276 to 2 when they finally stopped the fight. He, But he was less injured than I was. Both my hands were broken at that point, you know what I mean, or whatever. My elbows were hurting from elbowing him, and I was about gassed out, and he was just getting into the fight at that point, you know. So there are certain guys, but I think Greg's right to a point you can't let – if you start doing different rules for different guys, every guy's going to jump up and be like, hey, I was I was right. still in, you know, or whatever. And, after and that's what he did. And even when he was standing up protesting, his eyes were fucking, he was going, no. I hear you. I hear you. But he also came back with the McKinney fight. But I, I Who I, cares? I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> now, did. the Parker po- po- Parker Posey, that guy versus Braxton Smith. I don't oh, think I've ever seen a guy with worse cardio than Braxton Smith. It was a heavyweight fight. You see, you guys see it? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the no. guy came out. So now I want to watch it. If he's got worse cardio than me, I got to see oh, this. Oh, Sean, the worst I've ever seen. Oh, they kept hyping him. This guy could have been in the NFL. He was in the NFL. He was this close to being in the NFL. The guy threw four punches and then just sat down on all fours and laid there. While the other guy punched him in the head. Yeah, yeah. And oh, that like, was imbe- that was like I was like, oh god, this is the problem with the heavyweight division. Like, you have like four good fighters and then this. He didn't even get hurt. Like he didn't even get like yeah. It looked like he was just out of breath on all fours, like breathing while the other guy was punching. Yeah, just the fucking yeah, just raining down on him. That was that was crazy. Uh, I've been on both sides of that. If it was in the first ninety seconds, I was the guy doing the beating, and if it was past the first ninety seconds, I was the one curled up taking the beating. It's always the way my fights went. So dude, depending is- on how long it was. Did either of them have a background in gay porn? Because <laughs> if not, I know where they can find some coaching. Exactly. <laughs> gay porn. All right. So Roy Nelson won over the weekend. You guys watch this? Uh, yeah, I did. That was. <laughs> Roy uh, Nelson did bare knuckle MMA. Uh, Jorge Masvidal started a bare knuckle MMA thing, which I guess is only legal in Florida. Obviously, um, sounds right. So, and here is the uh, we got to we got to show Roy Nelson. Every fight description starts with Florida man. <laughs> here we go. Cheers. One minute forty seconds. Oh. I love it. He's like, give me them beers. <laughs> Good for Roy Nelson. I uh, hopefully he, he just throws his arm up like Miller time. <laughs> Dude, Roy Nelson, uh, he was probably out of all the fighters I ever met, was the biggest jerk to me. Uh, when I first met him, he was like, right away, he was like, I'm funnier than you, I can do comedy. So then I'm like, oh, really? This is like 15 years ago. It became friendly since. And I, so then I got him a spot at the L.A. Comedy Club, right? And I'm like, uh, okay, tomorrow night you're on. Really? Yeah. And then he didn't show up. He was like, he, uh, but I but I happen to like Roy Nelson. But um, yeah, he, uh, 
Bare knuckle MMA. So I guess I thought he was retired. He lost a lot in a row, but uh, he's I guess he's back. So uh, yeah, I'm actually friends with the guy he fought. Um, that guy I think is 11 and one in MMA. Um, he's also does, does regular uh, bare knuckle. I think he's 40 now. He's a guy who I think he I think he didn't really ever take it serious when he was younger. Um, you know what I mean? Like he wanted to, and now he's kind of trying to make up for lost time. He's 40 or 41 now, but I mean he's in phenomenal shape. He's got great genetics. You know what I mean? And uh, it's a tough dude, man. He fought. But uh, he, uh, yeah, he set out. He, he lost to Alex Nicholson in a fight down there in Florida I was at with a crazy spinning back fist and then took three years off. And I think he's now kind of at the age where it's crazy because he wants to take it serious now, but it stinks because he was far more athletic 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, uh, uh, I don't know, one of them things. But uh, no, that guy, he's no slouch, man. The guy Roy beat. I was surprised that Roy beat him. I thought, uh, I think, um, like I said, he's 11 and 1 and 2 and 0 in bare knuckle boxing or 3 and 0. And I mean, he's, he can he can he can punch for sure. So when they say power is the last to go, uh, so Sage North cut one in forty seconds in one at one championship. Uh, he uh, actually won by heel hook, which was pretty damn cool. Um, huh. And then Demetrius Johnson won as well. Uh, by the way, this guy uh, John Hotz, who's been giving me all kinds of notes for every week for the show. So shout out to John Hotz, and he uh, he says that last episode I told McCorkle that Bilal Muhammad lost to Leon Edwards. And the fight actually ended in no contest after some brutal eye pokes from Edwards. Edwards was winning. There's a lot of fight left. So uh, thank you for that correction, John Hotz. Um, Wait, is that correct, though? Because I'm pretty sure he lost. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, oh, by the way, Matt. For well, if it's one thing uh, this podcast is known for, it's statistical accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> If you're oh. listening for this show for statistical accuracy, yeah, maybe you're listening for the wrong reason. Uh, Matt Frivola knocked out, uh, called out Patty Pimlet. I don't think Patty Pimlet wants to go near Matt Frivola. I uh, thought that was very interesting too that he went after Pimlet. I mean, Pimlet. I, I mean, it makes sense for Frivola if he wants to make a name for himself. Yeah, taking out Pimlet would definitely give him a bit more of a name. I mean, I was that was a surprising call out, but I really liked it. I was yeah, like, yeah, you're gonna run out of people for Pimlet to, to win, though. I, I, I think Favola kills Pimlet. I, I think I think Patty Pimlet's good. I don't think he. It's gonna be tough for him. He, he's very hittable. His defense is pretty bad. His wrestling is all right. Jiu-Jitsu is good, but I think there's a but lot of. He people keeps out surprising there. us every time. We're like, fuck Patty Pimlet. No, the last fight was a win, so. The last fight was a gift. The last fight he lost. He lost that last fight pretty bad. They got. Have you seen that? Have you seen that video of them re- announcing it in Joe Rogan's face when they announced that uh, Patty won? Oh, oh, the guys on his podcast. Yeah, they no, they got oh. no, they got a, they got Joe Rogan in the ring or in the you know in the cage, and when they announce he won, Joe Rogan turns and looks at like whoever else was announcing, like shakes his head, and then head goes over and and has to interview him knowing he lost. You know what I mean or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then Patty goes, "I knew I was winning, so I coasted the third. I was like. Right. That was my favorite line since I was only at 37% tonight when, uh, what's his name? said? Who was that that said that? Uh, Usman? Usman, yeah. He was like a real specific percent. I was only at 37% tonight. Like, were you like exactly 37%? So here's the guy that I was telling you guys I was about. Saying, that's the kind of lie I say for the IRS. To G2 school, and then he went to Oregon. He looks like Crone Gracie's less famous brother. Tapology's number five ranked. For sure he does. In Montana, second fight in 34 days. 
And Gil, when he's not fighting this dude. This is, is the insurance salesman? He sells yeah. insurance and does financial planning as well. So he actually does sell insurance. I thought that was just his name. No, no, he does. Look. Great Falls, Montana. Amari, the insurance salesman. That's amazing. <laughs> and then he wins. Watch. Not bad for an insurance salesman. Looks like some diesel in those. <laughs> Not bad for an insurance salesman. <laughs> if he had any other job, if he were a fireman, that would have been a very average performance. But if you're an insurance salesman, that's not bad. Not like, bad. Um, not bad for an insurance salesman. That's that's awesome. That's if he thing. drove a if he drove a root truck for Frito Lay, that would be really impressive. But for insurance, <laughs> need, only, not bad. Not bad. You know what's awesome is he needs to come up with some kind of tagline he can say afterward, like he should have upgraded your policy and throw the microphone down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. something insurance related. Should have paid your premium and dropped the mic. Did you guys see Mark Zuckerberg? Fifteen minutes could save you thirty percent of. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you, you should think, do. That'd be amazing. You think this 15 minutes was tough? 15 minutes could save you 30% or more. <laughs> so <laughs> that, man, that's, I'll tell you what. We need to form an agency that gives fighters good ideas. Like to do, like you know what I mean? Kind of like uh, Adam's taken over, allegedly took over uh, Henry's uh, social media. We need to have something that gives people good ideas to uh, promote themselves. Consider that your deductible. So over the week... <laughs> <laughs> He lost his fight. Well, I guess I won't get my deductible. <laughs> so over the weekend, Mark Zuckerberg won in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Uh, That's weird. He's competing in the green and yellow belt division, which doesn't exist. <laughs> That's amazing. Though neither of those is a jiu-jitsu <laughs> belt color. Yeah. The other guy has a wife. He, so. Yeah, the other guy is also up for promotion at the at Meta. So <laughs> that's a, that reminds me of when Elvis used to do karate, you know, against his own his own bodyguards that they would have to like punch and then just hold their arm out there so he could grab it and then flip them and then they throw themselves into a roll. It's like way to go, Elvis, you fucking black belt. So the Memphis Mafia, you didn't mess with them dudes, man. Yep. Or, or the other guy, the guy that ran the, the wrestling club and what's it called again? What he hit the guy who ended up killing uh you know who who, who like I think Steve Carell played him, remember? Um, oh right, the Olympic guy. DuPont? Yeah, yeah, DuPont. Remember he kept winning wrestling tournaments and they would pay off the other guy, the guy he would beat, and yada yada. Uh so uh, Nate Diaz. And Jake Paul faced off for the first time ahead of their boxing match. Oh, yeah, boxing match, August 5th. They uh, they faced off. Um, so uh, you guys want to watch this face off? Sure. Sure. Right. I, sure. As long if there's zero chance the fight's going to happen, I might as well see the face off. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, and also, as long as we're done talking about actual fighting, yes, let's move on to fantasy fights. <laughs> here we go. So here we go. Uh, there's uh, Nate and Jake Paul. Oh, same size about. So. So. There we go. Well, he's had enough with real boxers. 
So, <laughs> one real boxer. He fought one real boxer, lost, and was like, I'm going back to MMA, guys, that, <laughs> that just need a million dollars. Oh, my God. I can't believe this is going to happen. Well, we'll see if it happens. Uh, what is it scheduled for? The Zone pay-per-view, August 5th. August 5th. August 5th. Well, mark your calendars, everyone. <laughs> I don't know what the odds are. Is there odds running on that fight actually happening? Because I'll put money on it doesn't. I bet it'll say, August 5th anyway. He should start the MBFL, the Make Believe Fight League. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see the uh, Phoenix Suns uh, owner getting a fight with one of the players for a minute the other night? Yeah, 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 with, with, with uh, Djokovic. Yeah, he got, they, he got he got in the crowd and uh, they thought he was gonna. They thought Djokovic was gonna kiss his ass after because he's one of the NBA team owners. He said, "I don't care. He's there as a fan. He didn't give me the ball like he wanted the ball. Went to grab it. Yeah, from him. he got into it and then they. Uh, the he was like holding played. the ball, like ah, I got the ball. Like he's like, give me the fucking ball. Right. And the best is the him. owner looks like he's about twenty eight years old, and I was like, man, how does a dude like that own an NBA team? And then come to find out, he's a trust fund baby. And then they're like, oh, he played at Michigan State. And I'm like, that 5'5 five, five dude played at Michigan State on, on scholarship? And then you look it up, and his dad gave, a, like, who knows how many millions of dollars to Michigan State for them to give him a basketball scholarship. He played a total of 30 minutes while he was there over five seasons. Um, but had a scholarship. He played under scholarship for him. And then uh, that reminded me of Lorenzo Fertitta's son, who had zero Division One offers except for Notre Dame, offered him a full ride football scholarship and uh on a plane i randomly met a lady who does their donations at notre dame and i was talking to her and she said yeah we just got a huge donation like five million dollars from uh lorenzo fertita i guess his son wanted to be a notre dame football player so he just gave him uh whatever gave millions of dollars for them to give him a scholarship so you know that owner that son's owner is named matt and if you want to see this confrontation go to matt battles (laughs) right exactly (laughs) dot org and uh, you'll see it there, Matt. I hate so much that Greg came up with that, and it didn't even cross my mind. And I should have uh, had that, I should have had that locked and loaded from the beginning. I blew it. Absolutely. So, real quick, this week, this week you got, I love uh, it. I love that we're just in a foot race to shitty jokes, <laughs> and you joke. wonder why we get the statistics wrong, guy. Uh, no, shout out to John Hotz because he saves our ass every week. All right, so this week we got. Musasi and Fabian Edwards uh, in Sh- in uh, Bellator. It's another secret fight that will not be promoted. <laughs> another uh, mystery fight at Bellator. Bellator's whole thing is you hope that you don't think there's a fight on and you're flipping the channels and then you're happy if there's a fight on. That's like their whole uh, marketing strategy. <laughs> um, it's like Bellator- your stand-up surprise comedy, except it surprise MMA. Like, oh, look, Bellator's yeah. on. See that coming? Bellator MMA, catch us if you can. <laughs> <laughs> Ambush MMA. Well, I heard like the PFL is buying Bellator, which would be even, even like a worse promoted event. So it's like. Well, I want to know who's funding PFL. Like who is throwing away hundreds of millions of dollars? That's what I can't Listen, But you know what? It's working. Look, now they're big enough to buy Bellator. That just shows you that their, their strategy is working. They're putting on better fights. They're getting better views. We talk about them more. I like them better than Bellator. They've done everything better by being their own thing. By And listen, Bellator is spending tons of money too. Yeah, they just didn't consolidate it into a championship payout. But I don't think the PFL is getting better views. I think I don't think they're getting any views. Most views at all. I don't, I, I don't somebody, know how are you managing somebody, to buy Bellator? Um, 
I have no somebody idea. in the know, and I don't want to out him. Usually, I would. I don't want to out him, but someone who would know told me years ago that the UFC secretly owned PFL through like a shell company through a third. I thought they did. I thought person. they yeah sure that did. they they said that they owned them. This is somebody that would know said that they owned them, and they did that to run up all the fighters so Bellator couldn't have them for have someone else to compete against them so that they would you know they could like the UFC doesn't want them but have PFL bid to make Bellator have to pay more, and that was their whole gimmick, and then it turned into an actual you know, fight league that was somewhat successful and they sold it. But I guess, um, I guess for a while they did own it, I guess, under the table, they owned the PFL. Well, no, uh, I think, that was, no I think, that, was, w, I think that was WSOF. No, that was PFL or WSOF. Uh, yeah, I was back when it was world series of fighting, the same people. So, so uh, I mean, here's, here's your answer. I think so. P uh, in 2021 PFL, uh, a rod bought into it. Uh, thirty million dollars, an influx of thirty million uh, Series E equity capital came in from uh, Wiz Khalifa. Ray Lewis owns part of it. Um, I think they're just getting all these celebrities: Kevin Hart, Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. Mark Burnett. Uh, they put in twenty-eight million dollars to uh, to do it. So Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> they sold twenty-five percent of the business to seventeen different people. Is what happened? That's exactly yeah. what happened. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> so all these people own like, like they did their math wrong. Like you can have twenty-five percent too. He's got twenty-five percent. Those six guys each have twenty-five percent. Like, it's like the producers. <laughs> it's like yeah. It's uh. So it's, this uh, week, this week in Bellator, Musasi. Is fighting Fabian Edwards, who's Leon Edwards' brother, who's eleven and two. He's fighting Musasi uh, in France. Uh, Douglas Lima is also on the card. Uh, Brent Primus, but yeah, it's a secret card. And then That's on in Bellator, Bellator on Saturday at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, no, yeah, I think it starts at nine uh, this week on ABC. It's the UFC on ABC. It's Rosenstroop versus Jalton Almeida. Uh, that's the main event. Um, Rosenstruck's that guy that hits like a fucking house. Uh, and then Johnny Walker is taking on Anthony Smith. Johnny Walker's the guy that has the uh, the condom sponsorship. He's the one that was break dancing after his fight and then tore out his shoulder. Dislocated his shoulder. Yeah. yeah. And Anthony Smith's most famous fight was in his own living room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what's guy. crazy, man, is when we were kids. We guys are all about the same age. You woke up Saturday morning and watch cartoons, and now kids watch wake up and Saturday morning the UFC is on ABC. That's kind of like a I don't know if that's a sign of things to come, but it can't be good. So. Uh, D I don't think it's a sign of things to come. I think it's a sign of things that are here right fucking that are, now. Yeah, that yeah. are. <laughs> this, is, this, this is where we are, guys. This is where we are. I listen, and I've said it from the beginning. The second the WME. Bought into UFC. I was like, it's gonna just, it's gonna, it's gonna be turned but, to shit now. You know, well, it's I, gonna be a bunch of watered down garbage. I mean, this, this is card, not. I like this card because D. Rod. I was gonna say this. This card actually isn't that bad. I, I, I'll honestly, man, exactly. Daniel Rodriguez versus Ian Gary is is that's gonna be a fucking banger. That's gonna be a heck of a fight. Actually, Gary's eleven and zero. D. Rod said he was four hundred and one in prison fights. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. I heard they're very strict when they're recording those two. Like, there's no, uh, there's absolutely no uh, shenanigans going on there. Speaking of which, Mayhem is out of prison. Uh, Mayhem is out of prison. Uh, what was his record while he was in there? Did he get? <laughs> I heard he went on a four fight win streak while he was in there. We'll have to check uh, the official record. He says he's in shape and he wants to fight in Fight Circus, uh, which I think would be a good place for him. 
Um, <laughs> it has. It literally, that should be the name of his book. <laughs> um, Tim Means is fighting Alex Morano. That should be a good fight. Court That's Winston. a good fight. Yeah, no, this is, I, I mean, as much as I'm deriding all of this, this is actually, I mean, they got Matt Brown versus Court McGee. I mean, I'd like seeing Matt Brown fight. I mean, I don't know well, Court McGee that well, but. Court McGee won the Ultimate Fighter. He, they used to call him the Conor McGregor of Utah. Uh, they both overdosed <laughs> on heroin and came back to life. Uh, both of these guys, both Matt Brown looks like he didn't come all the way back. I'll be yeah. honest. Matt Brown Utah, like all those years, Utah was missing a Conor McGregor, and finally they found a Conor McGregor yeah. in Utah. It's like, <laughs> like, you know, what Utah really needs a Conor McGregor. Yeah. Oh God. Cody Stamen's on the card. He's a little fucking jack dude. Uh, and then he, uh, what's his name? Brian Battle. He's the guy who won the Ultimate Fighter. Um, he's fighting Gabe Green. Natan Levy He's versus Pete Rodriguez. I mean, Rodriguez yeah. is probably going to get blown out, but still, that's a fight we're seeing. Yeah, Natan Levy's from Israel. Uh, yeah. I, um, is he the Conor McGregor of Israel, or is he? Uh, he is. <laughs> they, used to call him, they used to call him GSP. Uh, and then Jesse Jess is on the card. Jesse yeah, Jess. we love Jesse Jess over here. So yeah, this is a good card. It starts at eight. I, I have to admit it. This I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I, I as much as I was being a little, as much as I, I really am not happy about the way normally these cards are just you know like who 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 who. This is actually I gotta tell you, it's a, not a bad card. This is a pretty uh, good. Oh, oh, Tim Means said by the way when he went to prison and he uh, if people wanted to masturbate, they put like a, a towel underneath the door. And that let people know, don't come in their room because they're masturbating. Uh, I'm so. pretty sure so as you're looking under guys' place. doors, you <laughs> spying on them, it blocks blocks you from seeing them. What? Did he say prison or a dorm? Because <laughs> last time I dang, I mean, how is that going to stop people from just looking through the bars? Like, I don't, I don't know. And then, uh, by the way, on cruise ships, if you put a pineapple... Underneath uh, upside of pineapple on your door, it means you're swingers. Just so if anyone knows, if anyone ever goes on a crew and there's an upside down pineapple uh, on your door, like a that means come on in. Wait, it has to be upside down too. You can't even be right side up. They had to make it even it more complicated. And all this time I've been putting grapes on the door. <laughs> Jesus, no wonder nobody took me up on it. What do you, Greg? What do you got coming up? I don't. Oh, this week is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Thursday, I'm so what am I doing? I have a show on Thursday that I don't quite remember. But uh, Friday, uh, ha ha, 10 o'clock. Saturday, 7 o'clock at the Hollywood Improv. Then 10 o'clock at the ha ha. So you can catch me at the ha either on Friday or Saturday. Or the Improv, 7 o'clock. Those shows always sold out. Uh, so if you want to be sure and get to get tickets now, if you want to come to that 7 o'clock show at the Improv in the main room. Uh, so that'll be fun. And Sean, what do you got? Uh, we're going on a cruise this weekend, so I guess I'm going pineapple shopping uh, <laughs> this week, come to find out. No, I'm not doing either of those. I am doing the same as always, nothing. So, Got it. Uh, you're, you're doing amazing. I love you. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> tonight, by the way, so tonight I am on a show with Bill Burr and uh, Brittany Furlon. You know her? She's married to Tommy Lee. Yeah, I've done two shows with her now. How? <laughs> you know, listen... She's married to Tommy Lee. 
<laughs> wasn't she one was on wasn't she um kind of fame like famous on vine or something for a while like, yeah she was a big star on vine most of it for because she has an incredible uh, body i'll just say that um and and so there's one feature of her body that is more incredible than the rest uh and it rests between her back and her thighs but the um but it's really just not. She's her stand up. Well, listen, she's married to Tommy Lee. That's right, right. Saying. Got it. So I'm very, you know what, though? Sweetheart of a gal. Very sweet gal. Yeah. Okay. Did I tell you guys about when I saw Tommy, uh, Tommy Lee at a UFC event in LA and I went up in the VIP area and I told him that I really thought he was great in uh, the movie The Fugitive? And uh, he he did not get it at all. He's like, oh, cool, bro. Like, like he had no idea. I said, dude, I loved your work in The Fugitive. He's like, cool, sweet, bro. Like that or whatever and didn't get it, but I loved it. I did put on Twitter, too, uh, when Gilbert Burns was fighting. I said, I haven't seen anybody do this poorly against a man with one arm since Dr. Richard Kimball. And no one got it. That was another fugitive joke, by the way. Welcome to my life, man. Uh, this this Saturday, <laughs> I was gonna say, wow, you know what? I can't believe he didn't give you more attention. I really can't. Uh, That's such a uh, uh, you. You were just another dude talking words, dude. He he was just waiting for you to move on. Well, I told <laughs> you, you that. Cool. Yep, yep. Everybody says that. Yeah, yeah. I was great in that. Yeah, bye. I told you when I was at the Alice Cooper concert, and I was sitting next to the guy from Def Leppard that had one arm, and the guy was doing a drum solo. And I looked at him, I go, who's better, you or him? He goes, he is, he's got two fucking arms. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what not really seem fair. So, so Tommy came to one of the shows that we I did with with Brittany. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm not I'm not one of those guys that bothers them for pictures. I just can't do it. But one of our other friends was like, let me get a picture with you. And the look on Tommy Lee's face in that picture. Uh, I'm just like, all right, take the fucking picture, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's not fair that Tommy's a great drummer because he's got three arms. So this week I will be in the House of Comedy in Arizona, in Phoenix, Arizona, this Thursday to Sunday. Thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Oh, Yashiro. That's where I'm at on Thursday or Wednesday. Thursday or Wednesday, one of those. Yamashiro. Yamashiro, the Jay Davis show. Yes. I think on Thursday. In Hollywood. Got it. Thank you guys. All right.